0: You can hear the clock ticking, and it's not even a regular clock. it says "1459 because your 15 minutes of fame are up Jay Gruden) <laughs>
1: number four in the National Football League as we broadcast a special it's not a special edition of Unscripted it's just at a different time because mother Mother nature here in the gateway to hell up here in Calgary um, home of the floodplain flames um, we are supposed to get massive snow this weekend in Calgary Chris and I have been broadcasting on Saturdays but Saturday, they're telling people to stay off the roads because there's supposed to be so much snow here in uh, Nirvana uh, over the weekend. So thankfully, Chris's schedule w- was accommodating enough, and mine, my, my schedule's always accommodating enough to get together here on Thursday, kind of timely with the NFL game about four hours away or whatever it is, um, involving a team I'm obviously very uh, <laughs> in tune with, the Green Bay Packers. So we've decided to do our weekly picks on time, and um, we'll go through the uh, 15 games this week. Uh, Two teams are on by, the 49ers and the New York Jets get the week off, but everybody else is uh, ready and, I think, able to play. I have to say, though, just taking a quick look before we get into and uh, get Chris involved here on this 396th episode of unscripted that the monday night game might be one of the most boring unattractive just redheaded cheps redheaded stepchild ugly the cincinnati bengals and the pittsburgh steelers um obviously for years a marquee matchup two division rivals heated rivals don't like each other but these teams have been decimated by injury, ineptness, bad personnel moves, coaching changes, or in Cincinnati's case they just suck. Very that was I don't know about you. You're better a lot better at this than I am. Um but that was to me the diff- most difficult day, game of the week to pick because there's so many intangibles um, Pittsburgh is self-destructing right in front of us. Cincinnati self-destructed the day the Brown family bought them. Um, so I don't know, but we've got a lot of things to talk about and we'll start. Obviously the Thursday night game, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman make their way back to Lambeau field. You know, it was kind of nice last year when the Packers, the one nice thing about the Packers having a six, nine and one season last year is that we never got Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. No Joe Buck. Yay but we'll have him tonight as the injured Philadelphia Eagles make their way and of course if you remember I picked the Philadelphia Eagles to win the Super Bowl and who did I pick? Green Bay Packers. There you go. Yeah. You're looking brilliant. Um <laughs> the 3 and 0 Green Bay The 3 and <laughs> Green Bay Packers, the the 3 and 0 Green Bay Packers who did disclose late last night that New uh, outside linebacker, defensive end, Zedarius Smith, is questionable with a knee. I think he will play, but I think ultimately they'll limit his snaps a little bit, and that's okay if, obviously, the new rookie, the kid out of Michigan, who learned nothing from Harbaugh, we know that. Anything he does this year for the Green Bay Packers was because of the Green Bay Packers coaching staff. It had nothing to do with four years at the University of Michigan. Rashawn Gary will probably get a few more snaps. But this is a Philadelphia team that gets a few players back. They get Elshon Jeffrey back this week. Uh, but they're still missing Ronald Darby, which will be a huge thing if the Packers can ever get their uh, offense on track. This would be the week to do it, considering Tim Jernigan won't play. There's a couple of other injuries. I don't know them all. Malik Phila- Jackson. Malik Jackson. There's another one, another defensive tackle. Uh, Philly comes in pretty busted up. Philly's 1-2. They don't obviously want to go to one and three, but it's going to be tough in Lambeau. Packers are pretty healthy. Uh, Brian Balaga has a bad shoulder, but he is going to play. I heard this morning from actually from Green Bay. Um, If the Packers can never figure out the offense to go along with their newfound defense, things could be really rosy in Green Bay. And the best part about this is for both teams, the ones. The one bad thing is a short week, but the good thing about playing on Thursday nights, you get 10 days off before your next game. And especially for Philly in this thing, it might be obviously very needed to get some of their wounded bodies back. Obviously, they missed Deshaun Jackson. He's been a great addition. Howie Roseman, great job. But I think in this case, and yes, I'm a homer, we know that. But in this case... Phillies beat up. They're not at 100%. They're playing in Green Bay. Third straight home game for the Packers. I think there's too many things uh, weighing in in way of the Green Bay Packers succeeding today. The number is minus four that I got this morning or last night, excuse me. Um, I'm going Packers both
0: ways. Yeah, I think this is the week where we find out exactly not only how good the Packers' offense can be against a really, really iffy secondary with Philadelphia. But also, I think people beyond you and I will find out how good the Green Bay Packers' defense is. I expect a complete performance tonight. The neat thing about Thursday night games, number one they favor the better team, and number two, they favor the home team, especially when it's a team like the Packers that's been on an extended staycation, just yep. like my wife and I, so <laughs> so I, I can definitely uh, appreciate what they're going through, that second half of the season will be uh, a lot of suitcases, but yeah, for sure, I, I think this is finally the week where they uh, bust out, especially the offense, and uh, everyone can see how good they are on both sides of the ball, in fantasy, I took Devontae Adams in almost every one of my leagues this year, except where Christian McCaffrey or on our team, Alvin Kamara was still available. That uh, was my fault. That's okay. Well, no, Kamara's doing great too. And McCaffrey, they're both doing great. It's just, I prefer McCaffrey and he's been excellent for me in my leagues where I do have him. But most leagues, I didn't have a top four pick, so I couldn't get those guys. So in I'm in 18 fantasy leagues and I have Devontae Adams in most of them. And, uh, the ones that matter actually, ironically, the ones that matter the most, I don't have them very much. Uh, I have Aaron Jones a lot though. So I'll be watching, uh, tonight very, and I've Aaron Rodgers a few times as well, but, uh, Devontae Adams does not have a touchdown through three games. And I I expect that to change tonight. Emphatically hope Aaron Jones gets some offense too, but I expect, uh, you know, I thought about this and I wasn't sure about this game, but then I thought, you know what? No, I think that the Green Bay Packers will win fairly convincingly because of great performance on both sides of the ball. So I, too, am taking the future Super Bowl champion Green Bay Packers both ways.
1: Let's go to Sunday, uh, Sunday's slate of games, and we'll start. And, you know, this was a tough one for me, too. I got to admit, as we start at uh, in Atlanta with the Falcons, the home-standing Falcons hosting the Tennessee Titans. Tennessee is confusing to me. I'm not a fan of the organization, not a fan of Mike Vrabel, the head coach. Um, I'm disappointed in regard to Marcus Mariota. Um, I just, there's something missing there. There really is. I I don't know what it is. Obviously they look good on, on opening day against the Cleveland Browns in Cleveland, but Cleveland helped that by losing their minds with 18 penalties and some real undisciplined, undisciplined play Atlanta. I don't, I don't have a read on Atlanta. I really don't, um, I don't get into the numbers as much as Chris does. I get, I'm get i more of a feel kind of thing. I don't have a feel on Atlanta. I had Atlanta as a playoff team. I'm starting to second and third guess that. I also don't think because of the demise so far of the Carolina Panthers and the demise so far or the unknowing, let's say, of the Atlanta Falcons, I don't know if the NFC South is going to be as competitive as a division as we thought at the beginning of the year. Um, I know it was an unbelievable performance by the young man at quarterback Kyle Allen, and we'll get to Carolina. We get to the Carolina game. But Tennessee-Atlanta, just I don't know what to do with that one. I was – I I just kind of literally threw the, the – uh, what is that damn thing? The I'm dart. Talking, the dart against the dart board, and I took the Falcons both ways just because they're at home. I don't have any – confidence in the Tennessee Titans I have even less confidence in Marcus Mariota and it's really it's really kind of sad when you're thinking that maybe the Titans need to make that switch to Ryan Tannehill I don't know all I know is I don't know enough and I have even less confidence in
0: Tennessee I'm going Falcons both ways Well, whenever I'm not sure what to do, I generally will take the favorite outright and then the other team against the spread. But in this case, I am taking the Tennessee Titans both ways. Good. And uh, I think that this is an interesting matchup. If you really look at it, the Tennessee Titans aren't that great, but I find that they're a tough team. And the yeah. Atlanta Falcons are kind of a soft team. Yes. I mean, they don't have much of a pass rush. They have never have good run defense ever. When's the last time the Atlanta Falcons had a good run defense? Uh, they just, they they seem just really soft. And then Matt Ryan, who's usually really good and has been uh, as good as ever the last couple of years, really. He has been throwing interceptions left and right. Uh, his O-line hasn't been as good as they hope that Chris Lindbergh guy is out. And I think this is a great uh, opportunity to fade the public because the public looks at this game and sees great stars, fantasy players, uh, Julio Jones and all these guys that they Devonte Freeman, Matt Ryan on the Tennessee Titans, you don't really see anyone who's that exciting. So uh, I just think this is a great thing. I think Derrick Henry's going to trample the Falcons. I love Kevin Bayard, one of my favorite defensive players in the league. I think he gets at least a pick. I could see a Dore Jackson or somebody like that getting a special teams play, getting maybe a kick return touchdown or something in this game. Uh, I think this, te- this is going to really surprise people. People have short memories. They already forgot how the Titans trampled Cleveland, the offseason Super Bowl champions in week one. <laughs> and uh, I think we might see a replay of that game this week.
1: I a game that I'm uh, very interested in looking at and will look at it, and especially since Green Bay isn't on the docket for Sunday, then I have time to watch somebody else. And the game that I'm looking forward to happens in Western New York, and I think it might be the only game that's going to be a challenge for the New England Patriots until later in the season, and I don't know the date, I don't give a damn, when they play the Kansas City Chiefs. Every other game will be won by halftime, in my opinion, not this one. We're going to see how really good and how improved the Buffalo Bills are this weekend. Um, I I was going to make this my upset of the week. Uh, I acquiesced a little bit because I know how good Tom Brady is. I know how good the Patriots are when their backs are up against the wall. I also know how good the Patriots are when people think that there's someone that's there to challenge their dominance in the AFC East. And I think the team that's going to do that and could do it as early as this weekend is the Buffalo bills in their home yard. New England comes in as seven point favorites. Um, new England, again, tumultuous kind of last couple, 10 days to two weeks with that wide receiver. I'm not even going to mention him anymore, but that wide receiver that was on their roster for 12 days. (laughs) God, that sounds funny when you say that on his, on their roster for 12 days. Um, Some of the things he did, even flipped out Mr. Kraft, who of course is still under a solicitation for something that he did at a Rubbin' Tub in South Florida. So a lot of things going on in Boston, but the bottom line here is Buffalo is better. They're getting better every week, regardless of their crappy ownership. And uh, I am taking the Patriots straight up just because on maybe reputation alone, but I am taking the homestanding Bills against the spread.
0: Yeah, I still don't get how this is a first place schedule. The three teams that the New England Patriots have faced so far are, are right now a combined 0 and 9. Right. Uh, and I know they get to face the 3-0 and Bills right now. But I mean, then the rest of the season, they're playing just one non-playoff team after another non-playoff team. And it's just crazy. I don't get what's going on here. Uh, but yeah, it's so easy to say Patriots both ways, but, uh, I think I have to take them outright still, but I will take Buffalo with the points. I think that's going to be an emotional atmosphere that is going to be (laughs) a rabid crowd. They're going to be loud. They are going to be drunk. Yes, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, that's the, I, I'm, I'm very happy for Buffalo. I think that Belichick will probably figure out a way to contain Josh Allen, Uh, and then it'll become a defensive struggle probably be a fairly low scoring game unless the Patriots just you know get one of their days where they just can't be stopped but it's a tough one honestly but I I'll be trying to check out that game as much as possible and I'll I'll be cheering hard for the Bills for sure
1: you know it's funny you bring up the uh, strength of schedule and you look at Green Bay and again we know my allegiance but Green Bay supposedly is playing a third place schedule And they started the year with Chicago and followed with Minnesota, Denver, Philly tonight, and Dallas next week in Dallas. That is a third-place schedule. And again, it makes it even more impressive what the Packers are doing under a new head coach and a new defense with that start of the schedule.
0: When does the Patsies come? Um, We need a few Patsies to get our offense figured out. Let's go to a... Oh, oh, by the way, I just wanted to say real quick. We don't have to say his name, but I just wanted to say... I was going to save it for free-form Friday, but I'll just... Say this: There was a tweet I saw a few hours ago. It's from the Twitter account at AB84. It just says, "I'm still the best. Why stop now?" Yeah.
1: I also heard that idiot uh, uh, re-enrolled at uh, Central Michigan University. Yeah. And uh, yeah. and then, of course, Drew Rosenhaus, his blowhard attorney or uh, agent, says, "Oh, their team's interested." Sure, there are Drew, because you know what? You're not getting paid either if he's on the
0: sidelines. Um, Yeah, the Lethbridge Community College must have said no.
1: (laughs) I was going to say Mount Royal College. Uh, Well, no, but
0: LCC (laughs) is fun because people in Lethbridge, uh, LCC, they call it Last Chance College. Well, you know,
1: there's a school like that in Wisconsin. It's called University of Wisconsin Stout, which is in Menominee, Wisconsin. Uh, Probably 100 miles west of Minneapolis. But anyway, what Stout is most famous for, UW Stout, is when in doubt... Go to Stout. <laughs> um, Kansas City at Detroit is where we're going next. Ford Field in downtown Detroit. The, the homestanding Lions are hosting, I think right now, the best team in the National Football League, the Kansas City Chiefs. I really believe that. Uh, top to bottom, uh, they just, just really good is what they are. I don't know what else to say. Um, Kansas City will come into Detroit as six-and-a-half-point favorites. Easiest bet of the day. Um, Yes, Detroit won last week in Philly, but that was not the Philadelphia Eagles that we're used to seeing. Um, Mike Daniels got hurt last week, which is probably one of the reasons that Brian Gutekunst released him from Green Bay because that foot injury has has uh, resurfaced and and we don't know what happens there but regardless of that mike daniels are not kansas city is going to beat denver excuse me detroit and i don't care if the game's in detroit i don't care if the game's in kansas city or the game's in mars the chiefs are just that much better than detroit even though the detroit lions are still technically one of the eight teams undefeated in the national football league big deal um chiefs both ways six and a half point favorites chiefs both ways
0: I'll agree with you, but this is a tough one. I know that the Sharps are all over Detroit this week, uh, and the reason I'm not is Darius Slay is questionable, and I don't know if he's going to play. And if Even if he plays, it's going to be tough to slow down Patrick Mahomes, but if he doesn't, I don't see how they stop him. I know Detroit's underrated and to some people, and a lot of people aren't believing they're this good, and maybe they actually are a decent team but without Darius slay they're not stopping anybody never mind friggin' Patrick Mahomes so uh i it's a tough one uh, i'm i'm a little nervous about it i i'm not uh, 100% confident like you but i will take the chiefs both ways i think that Patrick Mahomes can cover can win by 7 when the other team is missing their best corner
1: Again, if you are just joining us, welcome to episode number 396 of Unscripted. I'll never forget you, my friend. Um, We're going through our week number four NFL picks. We're a little early this week because of incoming weather here to uh, Disneyland. And um, I don't know if Chris and I would have been able to get together on Saturday. So luckily our schedules collided and uh, we're able to get together here on Thursday. The next game on the docket happens at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis. The Oakland Raiders continuing on their, <laughs> their vagabond road trip for the seemingly the next two months. Oakland visits Indianapolis. The Colts come in as six-and-a-half-point favorites. I see nothing positive with Oakland. I see question marks with Indianapolis, but a lot less answers to the questions than they have in Oakland. The number is six-and-a-half. That isn't daunting to me. I have the whole standing Colts both ways.
0: Yeah, my only concern with Indy is injuries. Uh, Darius Leonard's been uh, out uh, of practice. Pierre Desir, their top corner as well. Jabal Sheard missed last week. So I'm a bit concerned with the injuries. I'll definitely take them outright. I'll take Indy against the spread as well right now, but I will reserve the right to change that before kickoff if uh, I find that their injury report is extreme.
1: Yes, and uh, we, can, we do reserve that right just as long as the picks are posted before the uh, game on Sunday. And, of course, Chris always does that, so we have the right to do that. Um, I think this next game, which happens at MetLife Stadium in East Rutherford, New Jersey, I think the, we have a new worst team in the National Football League, and that team is the Washington Redskins. I don't like the way they're coached. I don't like the way they're owned. I don't like anything about them. And I really believe, and I, I got to admit, I got to admit that I was not on the Daniel Jones train last week in Tampa Bay. I just didn't think that that was going to end up the way that it did. But that's the way that I am a five foot nine white boy. I was never going to be considered for the National Football League. I don't know what I'm talking about. I have an opinion. And my opinion was, is that I think that Daniel Jones could have used a few more games of seasoning. Remember, again, I go back to Green Bay. Um, Aaron Rodgers was on the bench in Green Bay for three years before he saw the field. And uh, obviously, we had a still-functioning Brett Favre versus what the Giants have in an almost-dead and should-have-retired last year Eli Manning. I get that. But I was impressed. I, I've got to be honest with you, I was unbelievably impressed as to how well the young man from Duke played and you know Tampa Bay is not a Super Bowl contender but you know what I think Tampa Bay is well coached I really like coach Arians Uh, they showed me something 10 days prior when they were on Thursday night football and what they did against Carolina and again it was against a uh, beat-up Russell Westbrook uh, you know coming in as Cam Newton um, yada 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 but Washington doesn't have a clue, and Jay Gruden just is getting dumber by the week. Um, I don't know what's happening in Washington, but I really don't think with Daniel Schneider as the boss, I don't think Jay Gruden's got a lot of time left in his coaching career in Washington. The Giants come home, two-and-a-half-point favorites, um, no Saquon Barkley. Good news there is no surgery on his high ankle sprain. But regardless, I don't care. The Redskins are rudderless, clueless, and just stupid.
0: I have the Giants both ways. Yeah, I'll take the Giants both ways too. And I agree with everything you said there. I will say it's it's really too bad because I really like that Terry McLaurin. Uh, he has looked just spectacular. Yep. Uh, good for him. And Chris Thompson, the perennially underrated, excellent receiving back, looked excellent. They both looked amazing in the second half. And in one of my most important, probably my second most important league, uh fantasy i needed those two chris thompson and terry mclaurin to have huge second halves in order for this other uh, my division rival to lose and it happened and so i was very very excited about that so i love those two guys but other than that there's not much to like on the redskins i think you can hear the clock ticking and it's not even a regular clock. It says fourteen fifty nine because your fifteen minutes of fame are up Jay Gruden. <laughs> right. So I mean this is we're near. It. this is the death knell, right? Like this is the end. Now, there is a universe to me where Dwayne Haskins, especially since Case Keenum, I think it's questionable. Uh, I could see where Dwayne Haskins gets the start and then he has his coming out party instead of Daniel Jones last True. week against Daniel and that's Jones. That's what I'm team. hoping for,
1: but I'm sorry to interrupt, but I don't think the Redskins coaching staff is that smart. At this point, what do you have to lose by well, they putting should have, in?
0: Yeah, they should have played him during garbage time. Exactly. He like, he was walking around ready to with his helmet, and he's like, really, you're not going to give me a chance now? I know, I know. You're not going to give me some real game... Give me two minutes of real game experience? You know, well, how does that hurt? Like... Yeah, that was crazy. Like at least put him in, yeah, against the backups or whoever was in in the game at that point. That was crazy. So you're right. The the coach uh the coach needs to go. And he can go and be the water boy for John and Oakland, sure. I guess. Again, I'm I, how much you want to bet that happened? Just like oh, Re- sure. Rex brought brought in oh, Rob sure. as soon as he could, right? Same thing will happen there. He'll bring his buddy. But make Jay. him the
1: special teams coordinator or something. Well, Don't give him an offensive coordinator position. He's too stupid. Yeah, he is
0: special. That's for sure, but uh, <laughs> yeah, so anyway, Look, Jay Green's got to go, and so I'll take the Giants both ways. I think Daniel Jones has a certain magic to him, and even without Saquon Barkley, hope he can uh, keep it going.
1: Thank I'm you. wondering what's happening in Washington, and I don't mean to stay on this game because it's an easy pick for me, but here's the thing. The league leader right now in sacks is a guy by the name of Preston Smith who's doing it for the Green Bay Packers. Really? Did How he... in the hell did the Washington Redskins allow him to
0: leave? How many sacks does he have? Eight. Oh, same as Shaq Barrett, I think. Yeah, well, but he's he's a leader. Yeah, awesome.
1: You couldn't use that guy and that productivity on your defensive line. And here's a guy, Preston Smith, in four years in Washington, never never missed a game due to injury. So he's durable, he's producing, and you couldn't afford to keep him? What, Ryan Kerrigan and some bag of hockey pucks on the other side is better? That's my problem with the Washington Redskins. And I'm really happy because it's helped the Green Bay Packers. Um, inter-division battle down in Baltimore this weekend. Cleveland Browns go to Baltimore. The The Ravens are six-and-a-half-point favorites. I think we've all been surprised by both teams and, on diff- and in different reasons, in different ways. I'm surprised that Baltimore has started the way that they have. I'm surprised that Cleveland has started the way that they have. Um, a lot of bickering and, and noise going back and forth between Uh, members of the Ravens and, of course, Baker Mayfield. And Baker just doesn't know when to shut his goddamn mouth. Produce something, and then you can start, you know, flapping your jaws. But um, I think Cleveland is better than what they have shown us so far this year. I really believe that with all the talent that they've acquired. And regardless of how poorly their offense is playing, except for, you know, that quarter or two that they had against the New York Jets, I really believe that their defense is really top-notch, and Miles Garrett is up there in regard to Defensive Player of the Year. I mean, the guy is outstanding, and you sit here. I watched Von Miller and Bradley Chubb for four quarters last weekend, and they were taken out of the game by the Packers tackle duos of David Bakhtiari and Brian Balaga. So in this game, I think Cleveland's defense keeps them in the game. I think Baltimore wins straight up, but I like the Browns,
0: Against the spread. Yeah, I think the Baltimore Ravens are certainly overrated, but uh, the Cleveland Browns are really banged up, especially in the secondary. Greedy Williams and Denzel Ward are having injury issues, so I can't really trust them. Baltimore traditionally is really good at home, but their defense isn't as good as people think it is. So there's a lot of factors and misperceptions, I think, in this game going on, so it's really tricky. Uh, Lamar Jackson has not faced a good secondary yet, and I still don't think he will this week. So I think the party keeps going for Baltimore fans for another week here. So I'm going to take the Ravens both ways, at least for now, and we'll see the final injury report. But I just really don't trust Cleveland at all. And I think that Baker Mayfield's going to keep making mistakes and is going to make the Ravens look like they still do have that great defense they used to have.
1: Let's go to the next one, and um, I got to admit that I took some great pleasure, not that the guys didn't win. I always want my buddies Chris and Greg to win their things, but I took a little source of pride this week when I read on our Patreon page that they wished they would have listened to me in regard to the Houston and Los Angeles Clippers game last week, and I'm saying Clippers just because... When I see LAC it's easier for me to associate the Clippers than the Los Angeles Chargers. Something is wrong in Los Angeles. And I mean I'm talking about the Chargers and I don't and I'll get to that later, but Houston to me played very well week 1. They ran up against a future Hall of Famer and they let they left him 56 seconds or whatever it was on the clock and they got burned by it. But Houston at home against Carolina, can Kyle Allen play This week as well as he did last week against the Arizona Cardinals. And I'm betting no because I think even though Butchin coaches the Houston Texans, Houston's defense is coached by Romeo Cronell, and they're going to be better than the Arizona Cardinals defense. Yes, it is a homecoming for Kyle Allen because he played college ball at Texas A&M. But you know what? Great. Congratulations. Now teams have a week of tape on Kyle Allen, and they will make adjustments to make his second start a little bit more hazardous than his first start. For all of these reasons, and I know that Carolina has Christian McCaffrey, and I know that as long as Luke Kuechly is on the field, they've got a chance, and they still have a Hall of – not a Hall of Famer, but an all-pro at tight end in Greg Olson, but it ain't enough to for me. In Texas, for the Texans, the number I have is four and a half. The homestanding uh, Texans are the favorite – And I'm staying that way. I have the Texans both ways.
0: Yeah, if I had worried more about Bill O'Brien last week, Greg and I could have won eighteen thousand (laughs) dollars, which, which is really annoying. Sorry, but it's okay. No, I mean he, they, you know, a blind squirrel finds a nut once in a while. Fuck you, Bill O'Brien. Honestly, Panthers both ways. Suck it.
1: Let's continue on then, and the other Los Angeles team, the one that has started three and zero. But I think I'm safe when I say this. We haven't seen a breakout performance yet from the Los Angeles Rams. I think we see it this week at home against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The uh, Rams are 9.5 point favorites. Again, they're 3-0, and oh, but again, they have not just, they were lucky to escape week one in Carolina, I have to admit. I am a closet LA Rams fan. I like the Rams. I like Sean McVay. I really like uh, Wade Phillips. I'm not, obviously, I'm not too high on shampoo boy, but he's Stayed healthy in a limited role, which is good. And when he's healthy, he can play. The last five years in Green Bay, he was never healthy. And that's my issue with Clay Matthews the third. They come in again as nine-and-a-half-point favorites. I think the Rams break out a little bit and put a whooping on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I have the Rams both
0: ways. Yeah, I'm not buying into the Bucs at all. And I have to say, I know that the Rams are a bit disappointing in some ways I know they're undefeated but you know their losses have been they've had some luck and you know there's, it, it's looked a bit shaky in fairness but that defense uh, is still as advertised at the very least and of course they can always break out for huge gains on the offense both passing and running so, yeah, I love, I, I said last week, I loved Wade Phillips against Baker Mayfield, and that held, uh, the, they held the Browns to 13 points. Yep. And I think we're going to see something like that again. I could see this being a lot more like Jameis's week one, couple of pick sixes, that type of thing. I think Wade Phillips is going to do something extremely difficult and confuse Jameis Winston. Oh, sorry. I, Will I could... he do it in crayon? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. X's and O's in crayon. So, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. This is, this is not a, a, a good, even mental matchup, Wade Phillips against Jameis winston so yeah let's i know the number's really high and uh so the the number gives me a bit of pause but i think the rams need a statement victory which I is weird that. to say for a 3-0 and team but I, I think they do because people are like oh you guys are just a house of cards so so yeah screw it let's take the rams yeah the but you know
1: what i also would play this card too in regard to the la rams good teams know how to win when they don't have their full arsenal or their full whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think they have everything lining up for a big win this weekend. And I think they're going to take a little frustration out on the boys from central Florida. Um, next game involves the other team that calls LA home, the LA Clippers. God, stop doing that. LA Chargers are in Miami to take on the triple A Dolphins. Um, surprised The number was only 15 and a half this week. And that's because the LA Chargers, there's something wrong. There's something not right there and not and even though Melvin Gordon reported this morning, it doesn't matter. He won't play this week. They're hoping for next week against the Denver Broncos. But Melvin Gordon or not, they're going to win this game. My question was, do we see the Miami Dolphins? I'll, I've got to give Miami some credit. This is hard for me to do because I don't agree with what they're doing. They're they're lying over. They're, they're laying down and dying for teams. But they were competitive with the Cowboys for about two and a half quarters. It, at one time, it was 21 to something, and they were well within the. When it was 10 6 at halftime. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so all of a sudden, the second half, my our Dallas woke up a little bit and, and ultimately covered. It ended up 31 6 or whatever. But is this the week that the Miami Dolphins at least cover? They ain't winning the game. I think there'd be a better, a safer bet that the Dolphins go 0 16. But um, considering they've already played the Patriots at home and they've lost 43 to nothing. So. Um, this was a hard one for me, Chargers straight up, but ultimately at the end, I think that Phillips, Phillip Rivers is good enough to expose who's ever in the secondary for the Miami Dolphins. And I think that they're good enough to make it even a 36 to 20 game, which would cover the spread. And
0: that's why I'm taking the Chargers both ways. This one's simple for me. I'm just going to take the other team against Miami every week, both ways uh, until they cover a spread. And then then maybe I'll think about it.
1: And I thought about, I really did. I really thought about that. But ultimately in the end, the Chargers, even in a weakened state, I think they're good enough to cover that number against a team that is laying down, di- laying down and dying. Uh, next, we're going to an NFC West battle um, down in Arizona. Seattle visits Phoenix. The uh, Seahawks come in as five-point favorites. Um You know, I've never been a big Kyler Murray fan. I'm even less of a fan of Cliff Kingsbury. But I have to say, in what I've seen so far, and it hasn't been a whole bunch, but I have seen a little bit of the Arizona Cardinals. At the very least, they don't quit. I'm trying to accentuate the positives. Trying to accentuate the positives. And they do have Terrell Suggs on defense, and they've got a couple of other weapons. Kyler Murray Murray has played better than I thought he would as a rookie, so i got to give him some props there. I still don't think they use David Johnson enough, but that's just my opinion. That's because of the man crush going on between Kingsbury and his quarterback. Um, But in the end here, I think the Seattle Seahawks win straight up, but I think at home the Cardinals can stay within five.
0: Yeah, so do I. I think this is a classic game where Russell Wilson, you know, has to do it himself and pulls it out barely at the very end. I remember that classic remember that like six six tie they had years ago. It's gonna yeah. be something like weird like that. And uh, I, I think that they'll pull it out just barely at the end, but I think uh, you know, they'll win by one or two points or three or something. But uh yeah, Arizona at that number I think can cover for sure. I think it'll be it'll be a really close game. I could see it being both teams just scoring a lot or not scoring at all, but either way I think it'll be fairly close. And uh yeah, I think Arizona will cover, but uh Russell will pull it out at the end.
1: Next one we're going to uh another interdivision battle, this one in the NFC North, uh, or as Chris Berman used to call it, the Norris division. The Minnesota Vikings take on the Chicago Bears at Soldier Field in Chicago. I don't think the Bears can afford to go 0-2. Uh, in division play especially two home games they've already lost at home to Green Bay I don't think the Bears can afford to do that again especially again to an interdivision rival the Minnesota Vikings the number is two the Bears are favored by two Um, Trubisky is Trubisky take it for what it is this game could end up six to three or three to nothing because these are two outstanding defenses two less than average quarterbacks and the difference in the game I think could be Delvin Cook he has been f- phenomenal so far this year but in the end I don't think Chicago can afford to go 0-2 against two division rivals at home and that's why because the number is two I'm going bears both ways as painful as that is I'm going bears both
0: ways well I don't think it'd be any less painful if you uh, say the Vikings are going to do well right so that's, true. that's that's a tough one for you no matter what but Uh, I actually completely agree with everything you said there. I think these are basically the same team. Great defenses, uh, questionable offenses with terrible quarterbacks, and the only real difference is, and I know that David Montgomery, I think he's going to be great, but right now Dalvin Cook has looked like the best running back in the league, and that is the edge. But because it's so close, uh, and I also agree with what you said about Chicago needing to win there, I am going to do what I said, uh, what I referenced earlier, I am going to take the Bears- outright as the favorite but i will take the vikings against the spread which means it's very unlikely i'm going to get both right but at least i've got a really good chance of getting one right
1: there you go um we're going to denver next um i don't know what they call the stadium out there It used to be mile high for years oh yeah they just changed they it to, changed it to uh, something sports authority something at mile high well no, they, they just changed it again oh okay uh
0: in oh what the heck's it called yeah something it's a
1: football stadium in denver um Denver, disappointing, 0-3. Vic Fangio is going to probably want to be an, a defensive coordinator again somewhere. He's found uh, head coaching to be difficult. Um, Jacksonville comes in. I love the porn star quarterback. I really do. The kid from Washington State. Um, I like a lot of things about this team. Um, but the one thing I don't like is the ongoing soap opera with Jalen Ramsey. Uh, we'll talk about that in later episodes this week of Unscripted. But Monday he calls in, he says he's sick. Tuesday he calls in and says his back hurts. Wednesday he calls in and says I'm leaving the team because of the birth of my son or daughter, a birth of a child, and he'll be back when he's damn well good and ready. Well, if you're Doug Marone, baloney boy, you're probably saying stay the hell away because you're disrupting my football team. But regardless, Denver cannot, Denver cannot even if Elway has to go out and start taking snaps at center, I don't know, but Denver cannot afford to go 0 and 4, guys. Denver, remember, Denver has done nothing since they won Super Bowl, what was it, 51 in New York? Or was it 50. 50? 50 in New York, yeah, when they beat Carolina or whatever the hell it was. Um, Denver has done nothing. And Elway's reputation, if Mr. Bolin was still alive, I believe even John Elway would be in trouble right now. He has done nothing. He just. Obviously, I heard this when they played the Packers last Sunday. He's been in his current role for nine years. What has he done? I mean, he's won the Super Bowl, right? But he did it with a transferred in quarterback. He brought in Peyton Manning. He's trying to do the same thing with Joe Flacco. It ain't working. Flacco sucks. Um, the run game isn't the same. The, even the defense isn't the same. The defense isn't even the same in Denver. And you're being run by Fangio, who is a noted defensive guru. A lot of things happening in Denver. Not a lot of them good. The number is three. The Broncos are the favorite. And because they can ill afford to go 0-4, they can't do it. They need a win. They're going to get it this weekend against Jacksonville, who travels two or three time zones over to Denver. I have the Broncos both straight up
0: and against the spread. I'm going to take... This, this is just like that last game. The teams are so even to me. Like I'm going to take Denver outright and Jacksonville against the spread. I see this game being about 12 yep. 10. And I think it'll be a lot like the, when the Bears went to town and won 16 14, what it really should have been. Uh, it, it should have been 14 uh, 13 or whatever, I guess. Or sorry, it should have been um, what did they win? 16 14? Should have been 14 13, yeah. Um, because that was BS, by the way, that what the Bears uh, won that game in Denver. That was a complete joke. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I I can't trust either one of these teams. I appreciate Minshew Mania, and it's running wild, and that's great. But uh, he's going to have trouble at altitude against a what I think is still a pretty decent defense. I mean, Chris Harris is just going to be watching and just waiting for a ball to come his way. So uh, I don't think that's going to go well. I would definitely take the under. I don't know what the over-under yeah, is, but I, I would definitely take the under. I don't exactly. Care what it, I'll take the under if it's 26, you know. So uh, yeah, that, that's what I'm going to do. Just like the last one, I'm going to try and get one right anyway. You know, isn't it
1: funny for an offensive-driven league and all the rules that they're playing to make it more offensive in regard to defensive backs can't do this and this can't do this and this we're seeing a lot of really good defensive play right now in the NFL mm-hmm. and I think part of it is I heard this a couple of weeks ago and it's absolutely right you got to look at it this way the first four weeks are the preseason Um, the Sunday night game finds us uh, going down to the uh, Superdome in New Orleans the 3 and O Dallas Cowboys against the what'd be two and one New Orleans Saints. New Orleans surprised the shit out of me. Kudos to to uh, Chris for making a hell of a pick last week with New Orleans with Teddy Bridgewater's first start in five years maybe. I don't know. He goes in and they take care of business against the Seahawks in Seattle. Unbelievably impressive. Dallas is the visitor, as I mentioned. Dallas comes in at two as two-and-a-half-point favorites because they're 3-0. and That's all it is there, folks. This was actually pretty easy for me. This is my upset of the week. I'm taking the Saints both ways. I hate Dallas. I don't think they're as good as advertised. Zach has thrown the ball well. I get that. Ezekiel Elliott is still finding his way into game shape. He's making a contribution, but I was surprised and quite happy with the way Teddy Bridgewater played last week in Seattle, and I think that only gets better in front of his home-standing Saints fans. And uh, I think this game is going to be uh, uh, a real barometer that the Saints not only are going to survive, but they're going to thrive until Drew Brees gets back, who made an announcement this morning that says he is going to beat the timetable to get back in the lineup. The timetable was six weeks. He's going to beat that. Um, I don't doubt that at all. I think Drew Brees is driven. That's what makes him so damn good. But in this case, Dallas is not three and zero worthy. They've got Green Bay coming in next week. Green Bay will have ten days of rest and preparation. Uh, I think Dallas, after this next two games, will be three and two, three and one. No, they're going to lose this week,
0: and they're oh. going to lose next week against Green Bay. Oh, there's both. Oh, yeah. Oh, I hope so. Jeepers. Anyway, yeah, I I like that. I, I'm going to go with that too. I like New Orleans. I'm going to stick with them. They did great for me last week. And uh, our buddy Greg has a theory that if a team plays a really crappy team, and there's no one crappier than the Miami Dolphins right now, yeah, or ever, uh, that the next week they. You know, they'll come out flat or they're just, it's tough to be ready. Like it's almost shocking how good the competition is when you're used to that. Right. And they didn't do well against that. And I mean, and they've been relying, I think their offense has been relying on uh, Zeke and on Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper is going to be covered by Marshawn Lattimore and Zeke I think is going to go against a surprisingly stout run defense so yeah and the crowd's going to be loud I think they're going to be a bit energized from seeing how well the team performed last week without Drew Brees what a great story this would be I was thinking anyway like what if this was Drew Brees last season and he wins the Super Bowl and then retires after that imagine if especially then he gets the injury the surgery they hold the fork down till he comes back he comes back and finishes it off and they win I mean that would just be great you got to love Drew Brees and I love the Saints and their fans are as good as it Get so yeah, let's do it. Let's go with the Saints both ways.
1: The Monday night game will be watched by nine people, and I'm being very conservative with that number. It could be less. Cincinnati Bengals, well documented. The problems that they have there. Zach Taylor. Um if he could win six games, I'd give him a vote for Coach of the Year. I just think he's got that uh, an enviable task of trying to resurrect this program. Um and Pittsburgh. Well documented. Roethlisberger done for the year. Le'Veon Bell in New York. Uh, that wide receiver somewhere in Florida, uh, assaulting people and getting on Twitter and writing disgusting messages. Um, Pittsburgh is a shell of themselves. The defense, yes, this will be Minka Fitzpatrick's first game in Pittsburgh. That's a great acquisition. S- second, second oh, That's right. Sorry, he that's played right. well last week. That's right, and, and and but it would be his first home game, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, first home game. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, Well, it does, but for credibility, but I I didn't know who to take. I just literally, as I said in the open, I literally threw the dart against the dartboard and it came up Steelers. I don't know why. I don't like Cincinnati. I'm disappointed what's happened in Pittsburgh. This is one of the marquee franchise in National Football League and somebody. I don't know if it's uh, Kevin, um, uh, the general manager. I can't remember his last name. Is it Mike Tomlin? Um, you know, Pittsburgh doesn't fire football coaches. They've never done that. And now they're actually starting to talk in Pittsburgh about maybe it's time for change with Mike Tomlin. Um, they actually go, went back to what Green Bay with 13 years of McCarthy. Maybe it was a time for a change there. Now they're trying to put that same rhetoric in regard to the Steelers. The Steelers, the problem with the Steelers is that their talent has run dry. That's the problem. It's not coaching, it's not this, it's not the other thing. They don't have the weapons that they used to have, um, but Cincinnati's worse, and I'm taking the Steelers both way, both ways in a game that I will not be watching.
0: Yeah, this is 0-3 against 0-3, which is really shocking. Well, the Bengals being 0-3 isn't, but I have to say that, uh I, I know it's dangerous to pick an 0-3, 0-3 team and be you know super confident in them and everything, but... I found that taking Pittsburgh outright was the third or fourth easiest pick of the week for me. Really? Behind the, the you know, well, obviously behind the Chargers and everything. But uh, yeah, I really did. I, I think that they're going to do well. It's going to be at home. It's going to be a national game. And in my opinion, the Pittsburgh Steelers should be 2-1 right now. I know they got blown out by the Patriots. But they needed everything. Like they lost every break against the overrated Seahawks, and they only right. lost by two points. And right. that was a game, ridiculous game. And I didn't think it could get more ridiculous than that because that game also kind of screwed us out of some money, I think, potentially last week or in week two. But then last week, week three, they turned over the Niners five times. Yeah. Their defense looks good. TJ Watt looks fantastic right now. Devin Bush is playing great. They've got lots of great guys on their defense, and I love the Steelers' defense right now. And that Cincinnati Bengals' offense and O-line is going to have a really hard time. Oh, they sure. are not going to have a fun time playing this game. against no. That That defense is coming to play because, like you said about Denver earlier, they don't want to go at 0-4, right. and I don't think the defense is going to let them happen. I was considering taking Cincinnati with the points, but I don't think I can. Uh, I think it's just kind of a... It is a gut feeling, though, so it's probably right, but I'm going to just go with my head. I'm going to say Pittsburgh both ways, and, uh, yeah, I, I think that uh, Andy Dalton's not going to have a good time on Monday night.
1: We've got a run on this 396th episode of unscripted. Uh, our picks will be posted before the early morning, the Sunday morning kickoff. Um, and again on the green Bay, Philadelphia game. Um, I think I'm taking the Packers both ways. You're taking the Packers both ways. So those are our picks for the Thursday night game and, um, <laughs> good luck to us. Hopefully we win something this week. Uh, I came up one game short. Chris came up one game short of making a a really nice sum of money. So hopefully uh, week number four is a little profitable for both of us with our NFL picks. We've got to run. Thank you for everybody for participating. Hope that you continue to do so. For the executive producer of Unscripted, Mr. Chris Fluke, I'm Mike Jansen. Until next time.